we know that there are three Republicans that are vying for this, Astorino, Giuliani, and Lee Zeldin. I have endorsed Lee Zeldin from day one, and I continue to endorse Lee Zeldin. I like the other two, especially Giuliani. Um, but I do think Lee's the best man for the job. He knows that, and I've never wavered. So with that said, here he is. The And Jennifer Harrison hates when I say this because she thinks she is, but the pride of Shirley Long Island, and if God is good to us, the next governor of the great state of New York, my good friend Lee Zeldin. Good morning, Lee. Hey, yeah, that's true. Jennifer might not like that. Uh, I, I love it. And I will tell you that Bernie and Sid are much better uh, in the media than Joy Reid, and I hope that makes you feel a lot better when you go to sleep. <laughs> I, no, that it's was, a massive compliment. That is exactly what I'm talking about. That's perfect. Comparing us to Joy in the same boat as Joy Reid is like the Blasio and uh, Hochul. By the way, I told Danielle last night, I said when uh, Zeldin wins, we're going to celebrate. We're going to take Lee out because he's going to win. And we're going to go for dinner. And guess where we're going to go? Oh, get out of here. You're going to be able to actually get me to a table yes. at Peter Luger's? Yes. <laughs> this is incredible. I mean, not not just like in the front door. You're talking about like actually seated with yes. everybody else. Yeah, you, know, you could actually sit there and, and, and in all likelihood, Eric Spitz, uh, excuse me, Eric Spitz, uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the governor that uh, had to leave because he had the, the hooker, the uh, Elliot Spitzer? Yeah, which one, right? Yeah, by the way, which one? That's funny. He's there all the time. I said, wait, wait how do you let Elliot Spitzer, who I got nothing against, Sit at Peter Luger, and a guy like Lee Zeldin can't get in. When you win, I'm telling you, that's the first dinner, okay? I, I, I'm a, I'm a, now the incentive to work is that much harder today. <laughs> well, listen. That, I, that has to happen. I think you are, I really do think you're going to win, but it's not going to be easy. And, um, you know, Astorino, look, I, I know you're above the fray, and you never want to punch down because right now you're the guy to beat. Um, although Andrew says he is, but that's fine. Uh, and Rob, if he's even in third, is a distant third, but he seems to be stirring up stuff every week. We brought up the Cuomo stuff, all that. I don't want to keep bringing it up, but the point is he keeps coming at you because I guess he knows you're the guy to beat. At any point during this run, primary run, would you go back at Rob, or uh, are you, you've got too much to do to worry about that? Hey, you know what? Listen, I, I am in this race because I believe that – Kathy Hochul and one-party rule up in Albany is destroying this state. We're, we're leading the whole country in population loss because people are hitting their breaking points and fleeing. So for everyone who's listening right now who cares about the November 8 election, they want to know what are you going to do to save our state. Yep. They want to hear us talk about the need to repeal Castle's bail, to fire district attorneys who refuse to enforce the law, to improve the, the quality of education, our schools, to protect our freedoms, to make our money go further. And if I'm not focused on the issues that matter most to New Yorkers, then you're allowing Kathy Hochul and one-party rule to continue in Albany and to destroy the state. So I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing by talking about who I am, where I stand on the issues that matter most, and what we're going to do differently to save New York. That's where my focus is. Good. It should be right there. So last week, Kathy Hochul had a brutal couple of days. First, you had the subway shooter. Uh, 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 you know, and, and in and around that day, mind you, Lee, there were a bunch of arrests in New York, and the arrested folks have been arrested many, many times before. So bail reform doesn't work, and we know that, and she hasn't done enough to repeal that. So she had that going on. Then she spoke 
the day the subway shooter was out there uh, uh, looming, and she sounded completely inexperienced, unprofessional, and did a terrible job. And the worst of all, Lee Zeldin, is while that was going on, her lieutenant governor, who, mind you, she put in that position when he was adamant about defunding the police, gets arrested, gets arrested. So is this not a couple of great days for you? Well, listen, I I mean, I think it's terrible what's happening to our city and our state. So I I don't take any pleasure in seeing just how badly she's falling on her face because it has huge consequences for our state. I mean, you and I shouldn't have to be uh, talking about the fact that we don't have a lieutenant governor right now in the state because of Kathy Hochul's bad judgment. She picks the champion of the defund the police movement in the state Senate. That should have disqualified him alone. And then just a couple weeks ago, when she was presented with the facts of what happened with Brian Benjamin, she chooses to triple down to cover for him and to say that she has confidence in him. It takes a third party to come in, arrest, indict him. Brian Benjamin ends up resigning. But Kathy Hochul, she was covering for him when she had all of the facts. So, uh, you know, listen, it's not a good thing that you and I have to have these conversations. But the fact is, this is what we have right now. And, you know, we see all different kinds of crimes and people don't feel safe on the streets and in the subways. And that's one of the reasons why they're leaving. It seems to be their top uh, issue when they when they think about the November 8 election. Uh, When they talk about they find a limited amount of energy to talk about the crime and what to do about it. They're singularly focusing on guns. There are crimes being committed with illegal guns. We can have that conversation, but don't make believe like there aren't people getting pushed in front of oncoming subway cars, being stabbed to death in their apartment in lower Manhattan, being punched in the face for being Asian or wearing a yarmulke or being a Sikh cab driver or having their small business looted. These, these people who are in charge right now, you know, Kathy Hochul and these others in Albany, including outsized power of self-described socialists, they're acting as if none of these crimes are even happening. That's exactly true. You're right. So it brings us to this. I think uh, if she wins, she'll win because it's a very weak field. All right. Letitia James is not running. So you have like Jamani Williams. Give me a break. And whoever else is running against her. You uh, may have a more difficult time in your primary against Giuliani, quite frankly, than beating her when you get the nomination. But I've asked the other two guys this question, and I have to ask it of you. I've asked Rob and Andrew. The three of you guys seem to be pretty much on the same page, if not the same exact page, with most of your political beliefs. So with that said, what separates Lee Zeldin from Giuliani, Astorino, and the rest of the field? I'll tell you, I'll answer about myself. And I uh, come from a military background. I'm in my 19th year serving in the military. I'm a lieutenant colonel. Uh, deployed to Iraq. I've spent four years on active duty. I was a paratrooper with the 82nd Airborne Division. Uh, I have now, and I enjoy wearing that suit a heck of a lot more than the other suit that I wear right now. I do. Uh, I love serving. It's an honor to be a member of Congress. Uh, it's a privilege. 
Uh, but yeah, no, the military suit is the one I enjoy more. I've now won seven consecutive races in purple New York City suburban districts. I took out an incumbent for the state Senate in 2010. Between him and his father, they were there for 30 years. I took out an incumbent House Democrat who was there for six terms, 12 years in 2014. We had a Republican primary that year. They spent over $4 million against me. We won by over 20 points. Uh, we have tens of thousands of donors, thousands of volunteers. The issues are on our side. We've been working hard at this for over a year. Endorsed by the Republican Party and the Conservative Party. I'll be on the Conservative Party line uh, November 8th. And I'm all in. We have uh, Allison Esposito is my running mate, 24-year NYPD officer. She was the commanding officer of the 70th Precinct in, in Brooklyn. And we know exactly what needs to get done on day one. We're not talking about what can we do in the first term. It's what can we do in the first day? What can we do in the first few months? We know exactly how to hit the ground running to save the state. The solutions are obvious. Uh, this isn't even that hard to figure out to turn around this state, uh, and and we're all in, and we're going to win. I mean, the polling has us uh, not just uh, very much in first for a Republican primary, uh, but w we have multiple polls that are out now that show us neck and neck with Kathy Hochul if the election was today, let mm. alone seven months from now. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna win. Oh, you're going to win. I, I know that's, that's the case. So, so let me ask you, I, I think uh, when you ask New Yorkers and you guys, the politicians and gals, uh, the, the biggest issue in, in this city and state is crime. By the way, that's the biggest issue in just about every city and state, as you know, Lee, across the country. But then comes the hard part. What is the next big deal you have to work on? Is it education? Is it curriculum? Is it, you know, uh, restoring some of our pipelines and making sure we, we become energy efficient? Is it uh, putting casinos in New York City? These are all hypotheticals, and some may seem silly. But the, really the big question is, Lee Zeldin, outside of crime, what is the next biggest issue facing New Yorkers? Well, you, yeah, so you touched on a few. So one is we have to bring the spending under control. We have to cut taxes across the board. We have to make sure that money goes further in this state. The way the government is running with our state budget, over $220 billion, is unsustainable growth. Uh, I believe that we should be approving new pipeline applications, that we should allow the safe extraction uh, of natural gas in parts of our state, like the southern tier and some other counties, where they want to do this and they can do so safely and that will create jobs and generate revenue and revitalize local communities. You mentioned education. That's hugely important. Recognize a parent's fundamental right to control the upbringing of their child. We send our kids to school not to get indoctrinated or brainwashed. We send them there for a quality education. No more divisive curriculum that pits students against other students. No more uh, exposing our kids to certain curriculum that's not age-appropriate. Uh, we should lift the cap on, on charter schools because you have kids stuck in poor-performing public schools in New York City. You want to break multi-generational poverty? Get them access to a quality education regardless of ethnicity, race, wealth, any of that. There's a lot to do on education. Um, so all of these... And when, you're governor, and when you're governor, by the way, we're not going to have uh, young kids like my nieces just out of Binghamton teaching th you know, third graders about sex, right? That's not going to happen, right? No. No, that doesn't belong in the classroom. You should not be teaching little kids about this material. I, it, you know, if there's a kid who has a question, the first person you go to is the parent. And by right. the way, Ho hopefully, hopefully, mommy, not daddy. I'm just... <laughs> 
And by the way, I mean, I, I believe the best thing for a kid is for a parent to be as involved as possible in their kid's education. And yes. the best thing for a kid's upbringing is for the family unit to be as strong as possible. And that doesn't make anything better from some teacher taking some type of initiative with their own worldview to be sharing their opinions to answer that those little kids' questions, or even worse, to start uh, preaching to them, and they're not even asking questions because they don't know better. Carolyn Maloney, who's a congresswoman in New York City, she posted a, uh, a pic- pictures uh, on Twitter last week where there was some uh, New York public library program where little toddlers, there was a kid in the picture who was crawling, didn't even know how to walk, hmm. and they were teaching the kids about gender identity and, no. you know, the, the LGBTQ um, right, please. It, it just it like it was an, an agenda that I mean it's th- that little kid who's crawling. Why are you teaching that kid anything about you know that kid's you know sex and gender identity from that that viewpoint? It, it's this is something that it's it, it's apparent who right. should be in no, charge of it, answering those uh, questions. That's, that child abuse is what that is. Okay, last thing again, I've endorsed you from day one, and I love you. You know that you and I become really good friends. It's all good. But you have to make me one promise when you win. Are you ready? I'm ready. If you, when you win, when you win and you move to Albany and you're, you know, a, a short pass away from Buffalo, if you become a Buffalo Bills fan, I'm never going to talk to you again. Oh, wow. Fair. Yo, listen, I, <laughs> I am uh, 42 years old. I started watching uh, sports when I was six. Uh, so that turned me into a... Mets Giants fan. There you go. That's that's the year. You know, you win the World Series. We won the Super Bowl. That would have been 1986. The Mets beat the that's Red right. Sox and the Giants beat John Elway and the Denver Broncos. What a game for Phil Sims. Yeah, and and, and you know, you talk about these rosters. You're a little kid. You know, growing up then. I mean, listen, there was there might have been some struggles, some stories, some parties uh, <laughs> off the field. But on the field, I mean, you're talking about some of the most talented athletes in these sports yes. ever, from you know, from LT to Strawberry to Gooden. I mean, obviously you have all sorts of other uh, players who didn't have you know, those types of struggles off the field. But I'll tell you, on the field, for a little kid who doesn't know, know anything about that other stuff, yeah. I mean, they were as good as anyone at any time in these sports. I agree. Those are my three favorite players, too. See, so you nailed it. Hey, listen, you're the complete package. You've got it. You're the right guy for the job. You're perfect for the job. Uh, keep coming on. Keep uh, running this great campaign. Continued success. And uh, June will be big, and November will be even bigger. Thank you, my friend Lee Zeldin. You're yes, terrific. Sir. All right, pal. Take care. Thanks, guys. You got it. Take care. Lee Zeldin, Republican candidate for governor.